This is the Gary V Audio Experience. I'm excited to be with all of you guys. I hope everybody's doing well. I know the uh, Corona COVID situation has a lot of people in different places, and I'm here to uh, sip some tea and answer some Q&A. Thank you for everybody joining. Thank you for people joining from community, Facebook, Instagram, all the platforms. We're live on Facebook. Please share the link. Hey, Madison, you're on with Gary. Madison, what's good? What's up, dude? <laughs> How are you? Um, it's going well. How are you? Pretty good, man. Not going to lie, I haven't woke up this early in a while. It's been back-to-back mornings. I'm in Arizona right now, so it's like 6 in the morning. <laughs> I am flattered. <laughs> Nothing much. Uh, well, first, um, it was funny because I came and saw you in L.A., and uh, I actually met D-Rock in the bathroom, and I, and I pissed right next to him, so it was pretty funny to meet <laughs> D-Rock in that manner. <laughs> I love that. Is What's up? He did a good job. He was respectful. Yeah, I don't know if he washed his hands, but... <laughs> you are. I talk a lot about not washing hands, but that, that day is done. I'll be washing hands forever. Right? I'm just messing. He washed his hands, but... What's now, what can so I my question is, is, well, I'm super grateful for you, dude. And, um, but yeah, my question is, so I do door-to-door sales um, for this company called Viv and Smart Home. And the reason why I'm doing door-to-door sales, it could be arguably one of the hardest sales that you could do. Yes. Um, but more importantly, I'm getting sales skills, leadership skills, people skills, as well as just learning the grit and the grind. Um, I don't really love what I do right now, but I understand the fact that I'm gaining a lot of um, skills to fully develop um, and hopefully to become a uh, entrepreneur and, my question is, is what I'm doing right now, is that the right steps to become a successful entrepreneur? It's not, or, or are you asking me if it is? If it is. Well, let, let, first and foremost, let's take a step back. Do you have a sense of why you want to be an entrepreneur? Um, yeah, so I kind of, the sense that I have is I kind of had a taste in my mouth with the job that I have now with. Um, becoming an entrepreneur, you know, creating your own schedule, working for your own and on your own time. You like that flexibility? Um, yeah, loving the flexibility is just well as, you know. And do you like the sale? Like, do you get high, excited, high energy when somebody on a door-to-door says yes? Yeah, it's it's pretty invigorating just knowing that I can knock a door and in 10 minutes I can... Make money. Um, <laughs> exactly, make yeah. money, but... I get it. And, and the game... I, the game. Yeah. Having someone trust me enough. <laughs> figure out how to tell Sally that she needs this thing. Exactly. Yeah. No, look, I think sales is an incredible foundation to entrepreneurship because I think a lot of people might be good operators. Uh, I see a lot of people in my circles and a lot of people I've worked with that are great at operating something, being a manager, but they aren't a great salesperson and say, and money and the ability to sell, to make money, is the oxygen of a business. So I, I do think you're building a foundational piece. There's a lot of other things that go into entrepreneurship. You know, managing people, for sure, is a huge one that has nothing to do with what you're doing now, per se, unless you're managing a team of, and motivating, and so then you're getting into that a little bit, but you're not in the same place. I think different things of that nature. But yeah, I think, I think it's a core piece, and I think at this young of an age, and I think 
asking you those questions of like, you know, just even your smile to like, yeah, I like it. Like having love for the clothes is a big piece, bro. Now, what will really be interesting is, are you the kind of kid that's better off making 100 to 800K being a head of sales for a company versus being the owner of a business is real, you know, to make that same 100 to 800,000. That's a big deal. There's a lot of people that have businesses right now that do 2 million a year and they take home 310 and they don't fully love it. But if they were just the head of sales of a company, they'd be making 590 and loving life because they wouldn't have to have all the baggage of all the pressure on their fucking shoulders. I think that's the crossroads that you have to figure out. Are you a big time salesperson or do you want to be an owner operator of a business? And you won't know that until you actually kind of go through the reps, but you should know that we're in a time right now where entrepreneurs on this pedestal is fucking cool. And yeah. that's what's tricking you. Fuck what's cool. Focus on what makes you happy. Fuck that entrepreneurship is cool. Do you love it? And then do it. Cause if you don't, you might be much happier and loving it being a head of sales or just being a sales person and something you love selling. Gotcha. It's yeah, a I, I, bro. Don't get caught up in the hype because let me tell you yeah. something right now, this Corona thing sits for a while. Entrepreneurship is not going to be cool. Yeah. Right. Government bailing <laughs> you out is going to be cool. Stable job is going to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. entrepreneurship is, you know, now that nobody's going to be able to read, I got fucking a hundred emails on LinkedIn yesterday of people begging me for help because they didn't, they lost their funding. Entrepreneurship's cool when somebody else is paying for it. But a lot of people haven't built their businesses. Now everybody thinks you have to raise money. A lot of people haven't built their business from scratch. That's real grind. And uh, yeah. right now the money's not gonna be flowing to fucking 25 year olds with ideas. And so just figure out if you love entrepreneurship or do you love sales and you're young enough to try both and then take it from there. Right. So what I'm trying to get into right now, I have a team, like I have about six people um, that are underneath me trying to become that leader, um, try to get into the manager role. So I'm trying to get a little taste of that, but would you recommend in any other way to, um, taste the entrepreneurship that you were talking I, about? Buy something in bulk and try to sell it on Amazon and eBay. Okay. Learning supply and demand is another great thing you could do on the side and figure out if you like selling product. Okay. Literally cool. take whatever you can afford, take, you know, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, buy something and flip it. It is an incredible skill of learning how to market and sell and supply and demand. Sweet. Just don't make it hand sanitizer and be a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> or toilet or, or toilet paper. <laughs> I love entrepreneurship, but exploiting people's fears is lowest form. So Cool, bro. Yeah, cool. A lot today. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Gary Vee. Thank you. Of course. Later, man. Later. Uh, Ashley said she'll start the video. Okay, here's Alex coming in right now. All right. Let's get our shit together this morning, boys and girls. People are tuning in. Tea with Gary Vee's clunky. Alex, what's good? Alex. Just takes a second. All right. Alex, how are you? What's up, Gary? How's life? How much, man? It's cool, cool talking to you, man. Cool talking to you. Where are you from? I'm from North Carolina, north of Raleigh. 
Awesome, man. How old are you? I'm 16. I'm a junior in high school right now. You you enjoying this vacation or what? I mean, it's it's kind of cool, but I mean, it is what it is. Can't complain. Like it was exciting. It was exciting at first, but now you're realizing like being stuck in the house is like some bullshit. Yeah, it's just it tempers with like everything, man. I can't do like anything anymore. I get it. What can I answer for you, bro? So my question is to you, Gary. Um, I want to major in music performance in college. Okay. But I, my mom is heavily discouraging me, and she won't. Um, she's unwilling to pay for my um, tuition, or so she says at the moment. Right. So I'd probably trick her and like sign up for the major that she wants, and then second day of school go in and switch your major. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is she gonna do at that point? Or, or superman up and go into debt or work a side job and pay for it yourself i mean those are really the two moves right or yeah of course or number three give it a college try on what she wants you to do some bullshit that she thinks is safe and will pay more based on the world that she grew up in not where the world's going or around your passion and eat shit for a year and give it a shot i mean those are really your you got three simple options. yeah of course you know like good news yeah. they're all good options I wouldn't dwell yeah, on it. Yeah, of course. You know, I have a lot of respect and empathy for 16-year-olds who are like, fuck, this sucks. Like, it's, it's like, you know, I remember the shit I worried about. We all worry about, you, cannot, you can't worry about the biggest, everyone worries about their life, right? So yeah. I, I don't look down on this worry. At the same token, I'm super happy because I think all three options you have are all awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. It's really just putting things in perspective. Like, you, fought, you fucking won. You're going to be like, all three are going to be good. Like, you know, like, even if you even if you decide, what does she want you to major in? She wants me to do accounting, which I I mean you know, I want to be an entrepreneur and a musician, which I know it seems a lot, but she just wants me to do accounting. She just wants you to do something that she thinks is safe because she loves you. I know that's what I understand. And so, you know, look, I mean, getting getting some foundational understanding of deeper financial infrastructure probably won't hurt you. So. Maybe you sign up for that for year one and see what happens. Maybe you'll be surprised, take away some value. Um, or maybe after a month, you're like, fuck this shit, and you go switch your major. Yeah, but like in, the, in music and college, you have to audition like to get into the music program once you first apply to the school. And so are you going to – got it, got it. So, look, a I, I, couple things. What do you want to what, what be with the music program? Um, I want to be, uh, I want to uh, do saxophone and piano performance and jazz. So one of the things I like about the game of merit of skill is it's a skill game. Obviously people that go to the top schools are going to have a quote unquote easier path to the league. It's like going to Florida or Alabama or USC or Michigan for college football. But the NFL is, is riddled with guys that went to JUCO that, you know, that, didn't have good college careers. Yeah. The shit Tom Brady was a backup his last year in college, which is why he went sixth round. But if you're the fucking goat, you're the goat. And so one thing to keep in mind is even if you don't go down the path of getting into a great music school, if you're fucking good enough at the fucking saxophone, you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. Like, 
like it's different now. Like they don't just look for the schools. Like post fucking videos on TikTok of you crushing the fucking sacks. Like th- like the world, the world is so fucking different, bro. You're so blessed to be living in this time when it's not just like if you don't go to Juilliard, you know, like you know, like fuck that shit. Like yeah, 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 of course. It's different now. So just remember that if your path isn't going and trying out for school and then going to that school and then getting into the performance, but your path goes around it. And good news, if you also want to be an entrepreneur, that's never a fucking straight path. So getting used to zigging and fucking zagging, yeah. I almost I almost hearing that you want to be music and, and entrepreneur almost don't want you to go to a music school and want you to do some fucking like videos on the corner of the fucking street, crushing the saxophone, having people come to you and then somebody wants you to perform. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you, man. Good, man. Hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you, man. Take care. See you later. Take care. All right, Dustin, let's go fast. I like speed. Um, Matt's going to try one more time. I told him to take off his headphones. So. Give Matt another chance. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an empath- empathetic person. <laughs> All right, dude. There he is. All right, Matt. Hey, you hear me better? Yeah, much yeah. better. All right. Fire away. What can I answer? All right. Um, sorry. Question. So the question was, uh, my, uh, how do you stay focused and keep yourself on task to achieve more overall success? Just in general, in the macro? Um, <clears throat> like, well, take, specifically? Yeah, take the, take the notepad away, like on some real shit. Do you find yourself not being able to stay focused? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you thought about the fact that you just might not like what you're doing? I did think about that, but I think I heard um, Jay Shetty say it. It may not be that you lack passion, maybe that you lack a calendar. And so I think that's really the problem because I definitely like love what I'm doing. Um, I I work at Nickelodeon, I'm an animator. That's awesome. What's up? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but, and, so, uh, and so what's happening? Like, you also might love the craft of animation. You just might not love the structure of Nickelodeon. Um, it's not really so much at work. It's more after work. Well, what do you want to happen after work? Uh, I want to get more things done with the time that I have after work. So I want to I work on personal animation products of my own. I want to work, I want to, and outside of animation too, I want to get other things done. Like, um, I, I kind of want to make a podcast or write a, an app or something towards like yep. some kind of meditation, self-development kind of app. And so what, other passions that I have. So what happens? You, you get home and you just fucking want to watch TV and like video games and chill and talk to friends. Like you don't get going. Well, so I, I have a three hour commute to and from work. Okay. And then, and then at work, I'm usually there eight to nine hours. So I usually don't get home until around eight o'clock. Makes sense. Uh, and at that point, it's like, I need to go to sleep around 1130 so I can wake up to do it all over again. Of course. So I always feel like I get home, I eat dinner. I, maybe I do a little, you know, talk to my family. Yeah. Maybe something yeah. else enjoyable, but I don't feel like I have the time to be productive or even actually sometimes I don't have the time to do things that I like to do like just fun things. So it's kind of like trying to find, like I'm, I'm trying to find a balance of being able to be productive, but still have time for other things. 
Yet you, it seems like I can't do either. Makes a lot of sense. Have you considered rooming with like three people in like a shitty apartment closer to Nickelodeon? Um, I actually, I lived in Manhattan. Um, I live in New York, which is where I work. So I lived in Manhattan, which was only 15 minutes away by bike. Too expensive. Say that again? Was it too expensive? Uh, well, I did it for two years, and at some point, yeah, it became too expensive. So I decided to move back to my, with my family in um, the Bronx. It's, it's a little further, but I save a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did do that for two years. And um, why did, why yeah, did it, was, it was still like, even though I got a little time, it still made it difficult. Why did the Bronx take three hours to commute? Or are you saying an hour and a half each way? Hour and a half each way. Got it. Yeah. So, but that, so what time do you leave work? Uh, usually 6.30. Got it. Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's a couple things that run through. What about weekends? What are you doing on the weekend? Uh, usually I have the weekends free, but uh, I usually like to spend them with my girlfriend or my family. Fair enough. But I mean, that's, again, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing because I want to spend time with my family and my girlfriend and my friends, but I want to have that, that time to get things done. The biggest, thing, the biggest thing that I think, how old are you? 23. Yeah, you know, my answer, and I'm sure Jay's answer makes sense, and I'm sure a lot of people have answers. My answer is, I think you're beating yourself up too much. I think you're being impatient for the side stuff. Okay. Like, you know, you know I didn't really start, like, doing what I needed to be doing for myself until I was 34 with Boehner, right? Like, I was kind of in the liquor store building a business for my family. So... I'm not, I'm just thinking at 23 in a world where you do want to spend time with friends and family, which I think is healthy when you do have a job that you actually like and you're good at, um, pay bills, like save money. That's smart. You're back home. I love that. The humility to do that. Like, I kind of like everything you're doing, except I think you might just be impatient and might be beating yourself up too much. Like, why can't you do the other things that you want at 32? I'm being serious now. 32 fucking child. Yeah, no, I've always thought that... uh 23, it's hard to think 32 is a child. Yeah, <laughs> I've always thought that that uh, when I get to my 20s, I'm like, oh my God, things are running out of time. And then I see your videos and I'm always like, whoa, whoa chill. Like, I'm not even close to 30 yet. I have so much time. So you know, I definitely think I, that way. I feel like I have unlimited time. I'm 44. I'm double your fucking age. <laughs> you know, like, I think you need to slow down you beating yourself up. If you start a podcast in two years... That would be super young and super early. I just think, I think you're overanalyzing and beating yourself up too much. Okay. I really do. Like, I get that you want to do side projects and start a podcast and build a fucking app. And we all have ambitions. Hmm. But when it starts turning into something that's negative, like ambition is a very interesting game. I watch people convert ambition like a chemical into something very negative. And I see people turning into something very positive. I think you need to try to convert it into like that you don't suck and you're unmotivated and you fucking need meditation or, or drug or like a, or a, a fucking cult to be a part of. Like you need to just take a step back and fucking realize you're doing so much, bro. You just lay down some real fucking shit that I respect. You're working hard at a craft that you like. You're fucking, you had the humility to move back in with your family at a young age to be thoughtful about saving money. You're meaningfully spending time with friends, family, and your girlfriend. You're doing a ton of shit right. I'm sorry that you haven't fucking started the great fucking next meditation app yet or the fucking number one podcast. I'm sorry that you're not calm or fucking Joe Rogan yet, but you're fucking 23. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take a step back and realize how many things you're doing that are smart 
and give yourself a little bit of breathing room, like, like save some money, enjoy your early 20s. You can start getting serious at 42, let alone 27. You need to slow it down. Your, your ambition or ideology is creating anxiety that it doesn't need to create in a world where you're gonna live for, and let me say it slowly to your face, another fucking 90 years. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, thank you for saying all that. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, I feel like that is what I do. I feel like I can see it myself. Okay. And even, and I, I, gotta, I gotta slow down with like being impatient about like, I wanna get things done, right? Um, but like, what, what do you think I should do until then to at least, at least feel like the time that I have after work is still something productive? Realize that relaxation is productive. Realize that, you know, just like, like in like kind of like slowing down a little bit, catching up with friends at 8.30 is a fucking good productive thing. Like productivity doesn't have to come in the form of the output of a business thing or an output of a making of something. It might just, productivity for your soul and mm. for your humanity is fucking great. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And by the way, the weekends, you might be able to find three hours to be because <laughs> you're pot committed to 48 hours. That's the thing. That's the thing is, so I'll see my girlfriend usually two, sometimes two and a half days of the three weekend, the three day weekend, you know, Makes sense. I really, I, I don't see her during the weekdays much. I want to spend that time with her. But, Makes sense. but when I get home, let's say it's like Sunday, end of Sunday, I'm like, okay, I have a few hours left in this day. But then at this point, it's like, I feel like, it's me that's that's getting in the way because it's not that I don't have time in that situation. It's that I can't get myself to just sit down and do something. Stop beating yourself up and realize that right this second at 23, a fucking child, you're just not motivated to do the podcast or the app yet. Mm. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> One of the greatest strengths that I have is not beating myself up. I have plenty of times where I can just like take a whole year and not be as productive as I want or misoperate the business for a year. Like, just don't beat yourself up. Like you will do it when you're ready and you want to. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, I would, I would spend that time. I, I would take downtime into consuming information that might lead to an unlock for you, but don't think of this as a negative dude. Hmm. Okay. Enough with that. Like mm -hmm. you're not lazy. You're not unmotivated. You don't have a blockage. Like you just don't want to do it right now. I don't know. I think I, I think I really want to do it, but no, I no, no, I don't you don't. Your idea, you think you want you, the ideology is to do it, mm. but your actions are actions over words, bro. If you wanted to do a podcast, you'd fucking run after hanging out with your girlfriend on Sunday at four p.m. and come in and fucking build your podcast. Mm. You like the idea of the podcast. You like the idea of the app. You like the idea, but right now you don't want to do it. So you think I want to do it, just not yet? Maybe. I also am scared that you want to do it because theoretically it looks good to you and your ideology versus it's actually in your fucking soul. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm an animator at Nickelodeon, which is great. I love animation. But, but I think my real passion is, out, is actually helping people and... Um, then focus on content. Let's start there. Okay. Like, like, let's focus on TikTok, lay in your bed Sunday afternoon, literally flip the phone, fuck the lighting, look at how shitty our both settings are right now, and just talk to the fucking kids. 
You want to help people? There's a fuck, there's an unlimited amount of kids on TikTok. There's an unlimited amount of opportunity right now on TikTok to get organic reach when nobody knows who the fuck you are. There's an unlimited opportunity for you to look at the trending hashtags, pick one, talk about, figure out how you want to talk about it and tell kid a story about how at 23 right now you're struggling and I know you're 16 and I'm still a kid and I talked to Gary Vee last week and like, you want to help people? Good news. It's called flip your fucking camera around and talk to the fucking world on TikTok specifically because you'll get reach because that platform still has organic reach and you'll be able to help a bunch of kids and you were just a kid four minutes ago. Talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Everybody wants to help the world, but then they want to make it complicated and build like a $7 trillion app that costs a lot of money and is slow and takes nine months and raise capital and find a fucking development partner. It's all fucking unpractical. Take your fucking phone, flip it to your fucking beautiful face and fucking tell somebody something. Okay. <laughs> Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Scratch that itch. If you like me, if you like Shetty, like I get it. I'm listening to you, right? Cool, try it. Try it. Just tell a story. Right now, people should tell stories. Tell a fucking story on TikTok. Call it story time, right? With fucking Matt, you know, and just fucking say, tell a story. Be like, hey, when I was 16, this fucked up thing happened and I got through it and you can too. And that just might help one fucking kid on the other side. And then you'll scratch the itch of helping. Mm, okay. All right, bet. Um, uh, I just wanted to say one more thing. My brother, uh, he's a huge fan of you too. He wanted me to ask you a question. Because okay. uh, I got a lot. Yeah, of quick. yeah, quick. Uh, he just wanted to know how do you, how would you recommend balancing, um, like having fun with with school and work and all anything that's that needs to be you know something you need to have to do. You guys clearly share DNA. This is about it's similar. Yeah, it's a very similar question, but. Imagining it's not from my situation where it hits, it's just he has a lot of things to do and it's not that he doesn't have the drive for something else. It's just how does he actually find time between things, I guess is what he wants to show. You guys share DNA. This is about judgment. I'm telling mm. you about judgment, about okay. your, you know what I mean? Like you got to take a step back and, and the answer is like, whatever, let it go. Like mm. don't overanalyze balance. Just fucking live life and stop fucking overthinking shit for who, for what. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye. All right, Dustin, let's get this going. Thanks, Matt. Good questions. Thank you. Real good shit. This is fun. Tea with Gary V, everybody. You got uh, Ashley coming on. Okay. Hey, Ash. Hey, sorry. I had a customer this morning. <laughs> Customers first, always. I was taught that a long time ago. <laughs> um, all right. So I didn't know I was going to be on the call, but uh, my first question I did have a question because I had a moment where I was like, maybe this is not going to work out for me. So I have a smoothie um, business and my husband and I, we've been trying to expand in Houston. And I guess it's so hard because you see all your colleagues, they're expanding in their cities, like everyone's like on fire. And then you're like, ignore it, focus on what you're doing. Um, you're doing the right thing. And some days it's like, I would think maybe I'm not really cut out for this. But the other day I was thinking, I was like, I'm totally cut out for this. You like I've, it? Yeah, I really like it. Well, let's stop for a second. Before whether you're cut out to be an entrepreneur or not, definitely before like who gives a fuck about how other people are, like nobody's life or expansion of their fucking smoothie shop or bakery or fucking cookie shop or coffee shop has anything to do with it. People spend so much time in envy about how somebody else is growing. It's just a complete and utter waste of fucking time. If you start with you like it, and I kind of believe you, like I watched it with the customer and even just the way you just answered it, so I actually believe you, which excites me. What you need to spend 100% of your time on is the customer. Like, 
Spend every minute that you're worried about Melissa's milk shop and Karen's cookie shop. Every second that you spend on that, focus on your fucking customer. Ask them, like that customer you just served, ask them what, like, hey, what else could we serve here that would excite you? What else do you want? Like, how do you like it? Like a complete obsession about your customer. A, you like it, complete obsession about your customer. Everything else has a real high chance of working out. It doesn't matter if you're cut out for it or not, whether you debate it in your head or your uncle's debating it behind your back or if I'm deciding from the sidelines, it actually doesn't matter. What ends up happening ends up mattering, including you failing in this venture and then restarting it a year and a half later with a different spin on it and fucking winning that time and then being able to shove in everybody's face who said you weren't good enough. And most of all, most of all, Ashley, if you like it, you're fucking winning. You have to understand that. If you actually like it, you're winning. There's plenty of people who are building successful QSR companies or who are making a ton of money in their job who hate it, who are losing compared to you. I'd rather stress about making a mortgage payment because my business sucks shit but love building that business than fucking having a fucking golf club membership but fucking hating my job because that's fucking 50% of your life. You take away sleeping, fucking work is that... I mean, are you kidding me? If you fucking love it, you fucking won. Of course we want it to be successful. But debating whether you're cut out for it right now or not or worrying about somebody else doing well is dog shit. Fuck that. Agreed. Right? Yeah. I mean, I do love it. I love what I do. I've, uh, we've been doing this now for two years. Um, I take care of the business myself. Uh, my husband's really much in the background. <laughs> Um, and I left, I used to be in oil and gas. Um, I went to school and it's not that I hated my eight to five. I just hated the lifestyle that I had. And here it's like, I get freedom. I do work way more than what I used to work, of course. <laughs> um, but I love what I get to do. Like the impact that I have on people and are you, guys in, are you guys in trouble right now? Cause of Corona? Uh, well, our numbers have been affected, but I watched your um, live yesterday, so I really liked all those tips that you were giving on small businesses, like doing the videos. So I have a different marketing plan for my next 90 days because my, my usual marketing is not going to work with what's going on right now. And what's your um, I'm sorry? What's your usual marketing? My usual marketing is business to business, and we schedule people for like a smoothie day. Um, so it's very one-on-one -on -one person, um, but it draws in a lot of people, new people that week. I get it. This, this is the time to build brand around Ashley, the human being, and your company. You need to put out two videos, three videos today, one on Instagram, one on Facebook, one on TikTok. You have to promise me that, Ashley. It is videos about you that will make this business grow. I mean it. Tell your story. Your story of I was in oil and gas, but I fucking hated it and did this will resonate with 43% of Houston. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, like, listen to me, put yourself out there, right? Literally hang up right now. Take this positive energy and take your fucking phone and make a video and just be like, here's me. And just literally fucking post it on the Instagram. Start a TikTok account yesterday. Yesterday. Do you have a TikTok account for the business yet? Uh, no. Good. Literally hang up right now, take the energy and make one. Don't know how Google had to sign up for a TikTok account. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're in control. Yeah. 
don't think about the strategy, fucking do the strategy right now. What's the name of your business? Uh, Ignite Nutrition. Eight, well, one more time. Ignite Nutrition. And do you have an Instagram account? Yeah. And what is it? Uh, Ignite Nutrition Club. Ignite. I can't spell for shit. Is this your brand or is it like? Uh, yeah, we made up the name. Awesome. Beautiful. Iced coffees, Houston, Texas, good. I just followed you. Now, here's the good thing. I just followed you. Here's the bad thing. I'm gonna fucking stalk the shit out of your account and make sure that you're doing what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen to me, Put, make videos about you and your story. Do it right now. Use some hashtags in your post and then make it TikTok right now. I want two TikToks from you a day every day. I'm telling you right now, you're going to send me a crying, happy email in seven weeks about what happened with TikTok and your business. Are you offering, are you offering delivery? Um, yeah, but it's hard because it's only me right now. And then I have a girl who comes and helps me. She's my friend. Um, but mostly people are coming in for takeout or curbside. Understood. Make fucking content, make a lot of it. You're fucking sitting around with less customers for traffic. Don't sit and dwell and think and debate if you're cut out for this. Make fucking videos now. I, I'm, I wanna see a video. I want you to make a video of every individual drink you have, how you make it, and how you thought about it. So make the video and post it on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yes. Okay. You have a Twitter account? No. Tell Create a Twitter account, post it there. Making fucking content is how small businesses will get out of Corona. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right, Team with Gary B. Advice for all here. Everybody's listening. I see a ton of comments from everybody that they're happy with the advice they got yesterday. They're happy with the advice they got today. But I need fucking action. I need fucking action from all of you. You got to fucking make. Who's next, Dust? It's Darcy. Hi, Darcy. Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, thanks. What's cooking? So my question for you is, how do you deal with a negative friend? You limit your interaction with them. Okay. It's real life. Like, yep. a friend is not to be cut out. A friend is to be quarantined. <laughs> you need That's to, good advice. You basically need to do to your friend what you're doing to the coronavirus. Okay. You're going to have to spend less time with them. You should also be upfront with them that you're going to be doing that and that you're, and that you love them. I mean, obviously you're already getting emotional. So this is a long time friend. Yeah. Best friend. No, but core friend. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Listen, it's, I it's the kids. It's the kids. Meaning it, she's got kids. Uh, and so they try and keep in contact and stuff like that. So one more time, her kids, she, friends with her, her kids keep in contact with me. That's sweet. Yeah. And so it's been hard because she's super negative and I, I want to keep it. Huh? And, and they're keeping contact with you because they're getting positivity from you. I'm guessing I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I, I've been a friend with her for, a really long time and she her kids like 
it looked to me as like an ant kind of thing, which is awesome. Well, but you can, um, you can be there for them without interacting with your friend as much. And I'm sure that that will veer up and your friend will reach out to you and be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you're not talking to me. Fuck my kid. I, I'm not going to let Usually vague Facebook posts about it. So what's that? I don't feed into it. I don't feed into the negativity. And then she, she'll go and post on Facebook about how, without using my name. Okay. But. Subtweet. I get it. So yeah. listen to me. Doing, okay. the, doing the right thing is always the right thing. You're yep. strong enough emotionally to deal with the subtle jabs, even though it hurts your heart. Yeah, for sure. And you're doing this for the kids, which is incredibly noble. Yes. I also think a, at some point, it's not against the idea of potentially reaching out to her and having dinner and really going there with her and telling her that you love her. And you know, maybe that one conversation sparks her going to therapy or recognizing something in her. Like I, I always think a last ditch effort with compassion, but candor, right? When you mix compassion with candor, right? When you're not attacking her, you're like, I love you. But this right. is shit. I, you know, I think you'll always feel good when you're 92 that you, too many people cut people out or tell them to fuck themselves back. I think you go with compassion and candor and it's something that you are grateful you did when you're 90 years old. You feel like you did it all that you could. Right. Yes. Okay. I like that idea. You know what I mean? Like truly yeah. be like, listen, I'm not here to judge you. I'm empathetic to you. This is DNA and parenting and environment. I love right. you. We've friends our whole lives, you know, but you, but listen, this is really tough. And this is like tough on me. I find myself pulling away because the negativity is unbearable. Your kids, you know, I want to be there for them. I love them because I love you. Like, is there anything I can do to help you? Like, like, please, like, tell me, fuck you, fucking Darcy, you think you're better than me. <laughs> I'm better than you. I just love you, and I know what's happening. And, and, and then, because you know her, you're like, this is why Kevin doesn't talk to you anymore. This is why Rick broke up with you in college. Like, like, right. like but I'm here. I've been here, and I don't want to disappear, but I can't sustain this, like, level of cynicism, negativity. Right. So, like, what can I do for you right now to help? That level, that kind of delivery gives mm -hmm. you a fighter's chance, a, a puncher's chance to maybe fix it. Yes. And I'd like to help her because she's got such a damaged past in her life that I'd like to be a positive support, but she just puts so much on me that I can't, especially with everything in the world right now, I'm learning how, who is really super negative and who's going to come out positive and we just choose to be positive. So it's hard to... There's a even hear any of this negativity and if you look at china south korea even italy in the last 24 hours like if you look carefully there's plenty to be positive about we're all going to get through this yeah and and by the way some people are going to lose jobs and some people are going to lose family members like it, it's tough but yeah like, some people people look at the negative i'm saying to friends like hey i know you're scared but what if if the corona thing didn't happen you were living your normal life and today was the day that you were going to get hit by a car crossing the road and dying Right. Everyone looks at the obvious negative instead of the not obvious negative. There's a lot of things that are going to happen. Somebody today stayed home and didn't do something that they would have done in real life that would have left to their death or unhappiness. Right. So they didn't even know. Correct. So anyway, listen to me. Okay, listen in. Compassion and candor. Okay. Two good words.
I think so. And when you mix them together and they're cut and, and you come from a good place, which clearly you're coming from, yes. if, if nothing else, when you're 92, you would have done the best effort you could have. And that's what I want. I only want what's best for her, but she doesn't want to hear it. Correct. And, which means that you have to come at it from a different angle and maybe the mix of compassion and candor because look, candor has been very hard for me over my 44 years. I've gotten better at it, but I'm still not there. Uh -huh. Positive people tend to struggle with delivering negative points of, you know, you know, yes. having a frank conversation with you and saying, you're fucking negative as fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. probably something that doesn't come natural to you given how I no. see you already. So right. I get it. And I'm going to say it again. Uh, compassion with candor might be something that works might be okay well it's a good angle to take anyways that's that's all i was looking for so i'm happy to deliver it you're the best you're the best i'll see you later thank you you're welcome it's really nice good one darcy all right where are we going next brother we have becky becky let's do it i like this run of ladies <laughs> hi good morning good morning becky Thank you for your time today. Uh, my question, I'm getting so much great information from what you're answering from others, but I am in the health field. I'm a health coach and with a very heart-based service um, industry, like many other people, this has sparked us to want to do more. Um, and in fact, I was thinking of Matt earlier today and thinking maybe if he thought about who he was serving, it would spark him to get motivated. But what I'm running into is I want to give everything away for free. And while I want to um, and plan on and had, had planned on and now have great ideas for more content, um, I also have to charge and you know, provide for my family. So my question is, where do you draw that line? Um, we want to put tons of great content out and I have a program starting, but um, if it were up to me, I would do it and never be paid, but the bills will come. So that's kind of interesting. So this is something of a fine line that I think I've done really well in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I think it's about intent and I like where your intent's at. Let me give you a really good point of view. I think where you draw the line is at intent. Let me explain. I think anytime you put out content, you need to put out the best possible content you can for free. The problem okay. is you're getting voices that are telling you, Hey, don't be a sucker. You got to provide for your family. You know, whether this is your internal voice or outside people, like don't be too soft. You have to charge for this. Your time is valuable. Your expertise is valuable. That all is true. But information content is actually a commodity. There's an unlimited amount of free content on the internet for every business person that's charging $99 for an ebook or 5,000 a month to be part of a club. I'm putting out better fucking information for free. Let me explain where you can take this in your mind. Put out all the content for free and the best content that you possibly can. Don't put out content that's tricking people to sign up for your membership. Right. Put out great content and then realize what you're actually selling on the membership side is actually access, not content. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and access to me. Um, correct. Okay. Right. So for yeah. example, Beck, like, you've consumed, obviously, if you're on this call, you know who I am and you've consumed my content, right? Right. But what I'm doing for you right now, I'm going very detailed to your actual situation. I just provided sure. you potentially more value in 49 seconds than I have in a year worth of free content because you got access to me and I could get context and I can go deeper. So I think 
I think the balancing act is put out unlimited free content and fucking save the world like I love doing. But, yeah. but then to make your business create a access variable that that's what somebody's really paying for, right? And right. I like, because a lot of times when people are like, well, premium content is what I'm charging for. And here's what's really happening there is most of the free content is really just a gateway and manipulation content to get people to pay for the yeah. actual membership. And that's why it doesn't feel good to you. But if you flip it and you say, here's all my best content for free, which is then going to lead to people trusting and loving me. And if they can afford and are interested in access, see where I, how I switch. Yes. Yes. And then I have a, an, another challenge that I'm hearing that's different from other people that have been on the calls um, that other people may be able to relate to. I'm a mom as well, and I work from home. And so a lot of people are feeling they have all this extra time, but now I have my child at home that I'm helping several hours a day with homework. And so it's actually taking away from the time I would spend on my business. Right. Um, so I'm having to be very mindful about uh, everything that I'm doing, but also as it, being in health, I can't not sleep. Um, I need to, you know, walk the walk. So it's, that's a big challenge that's coming up. And, um, the greatest, one, talking about one child or two? Or? Um, just one and God bless people who have more than one. <laughs> Is he or she in? He, uh, he's in third grade. Third? Yeah. And it sounds like it wouldn't be a lot of work, but I'm telling you, it's like four hours a day. <laughs> but, it's probably, but honestly, two things. One you know, I have a very passionate point of view on this. Um, a, it's just not like to me, for example, if he missed all third grade curriculum between now and the end of the year, but he spent an hour talking with you, walking around the block, I believe, this is one man's point of view, I'm not necessarily right. I believe that's a greater impact on his life when he's 27 than getting his cursive writing or base multiplication down. That being said, I don't get to parent your child, you do. I would say this, take it from somebody who checked the fuck out by third grade, don't over worry about this thought that if you don't crush these four hours a day that your poor son's gonna be behind in fourth grade. Right, right. Well, we have that mindset, my husband and I, for sure. And we're, we're outdoor people and, and so, yeah. Then, then let them fucking have summer vacation now. And fucking like, <laughs> I mean this though. Yeah. Well, it's just, you, I understand. And I'm find the right, don't overthink the ideology. Mm -hmm. like, like reverse engineer the reaction, reality of the situation. Don't let those four hours create anxiety for you while you have to also create this financial stability and stay healthy. I would wildly argue out of your own health and building financial stability for your family that the curriculum part of the third grade four hours per day is by far the least important. Of course, you want him to learn discipline, but there's a lot. This is a huge opportunity for you to do a lot of different things with him. So just, I, I, would, I would think big on this. Yeah. So, so, you know, part of it is having him do something while I'm on these very intimate one-on-one -on -one calls with clients yes. and I don't want him on, you know, the iPad all day doing something unproductive. Why? Uh, I, would, I would argue that that might okay. be productive. I would argue him exploring the iPad and navigating a technology communication infrastructure is potentially more productive than him doing fucking some sheets that the teacher made you print out. I mean that. I think yeah. you, you <laughs> technology. You're fucking trying to build an entire life 
and business around using technology. You and I are talking to each other right now through technology. Had there been no, if this fucking Corona happened in 88, we'd all be fucking not interacting, really isolated. We demonize technology when technology brings happiness. I would argue your son would learn more by exploring that iPad, whether that's watching cartoons on YouTube kids or not. I, I am not convinced that him following the state mandated curriculum of third grade, every fucking kid. I, and I like how you're laughing about this. I yeah. mean, like, I, I yeah. would argue, true. I would rather you spend two of the four hours really digging through the internet to finding some unique things that he could, unique apps, unique. If you spend two hours of the four hours right now today, looking at all YouTube kids shows and all kids apps and creating your own curriculum, let him watch Lil V and become a fucking entrepreneur. Let him watch a compassion show for kids. Let him watch old Mr. Rogers. Like I would argue, do not demonize the functionality of an iPad. Don't put paper on a pedestal and a computer and a laptop. Nah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Demonize the mechanism. That's crazy. Yeah. My husband would high five you because he's in the technical field and he's like, this handwriting, he's never going to use it. <laughs> so it's, uh, I can relate. And everyone's like, oh, it's so nice you wrote a note. I'm like, what if the note said you fucking suck? Like, it's a message. Not the fucking delivery message. So, Let's go listen to your husband a little more. Thank you. So I have one more thing. Um, everyone makes a request of you. I want to offer you a gift. Okay. So um, somewhere in the future, if you ever need help with health in your office, and your business, that's something that I do and I would love to help. I love it. So send me an email to Gary at okay. Media and say it's Becky with the kid that's on the iPad at third grade. And <laughs> I'll get you in touch with Claude. Thank you. Great. All right. Take care. Bye, man. Instagram, I'm not going to hold this anymore. There's a link to this live on my Facebook. It's in my Instagram URL right now. What's up, Moondog Rex? A tons of another man. Andrew's on now. Andrew. Andrew. Just so you know, it's 9.55. Thank you. Yeah, I know I got to go in mm. five minutes. Everybody got to cut today. Oh, wow. We'll do two hours tomorrow again, I think. Is that right, Dustin? Is that what we Yeah. Are? Okay. I got to go to a finance meeting for Vayner. So real life shit. So let's sneak in. <laughs> Andrew, uh, question. For sure, my man. So uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, but, um, basically my question was if I want to make a kind of content that I feel might ostracize me from the people that are closest to me, how do I get over that fear? I apologize. I was unfortunately not paying attention. One more time. My question. <laughs> no, no, man, you're good. You're good. No, my question was if I am in, like intending to make a kind of content right through YouTube, new media, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Um, and I feel like there's a possibility that it could ostracize me from the people that are closest to me by the nature of it. How do I get over that? What's the move? Easy. By realizing that anybody who'd be ostracized or not like you as much about you talking about something that you're passionate and interested in talking about is somebody that is not something that you need to be valuing. They need to love gotcha. you, all of you, all the true of you. Like, you, what, are you going to live a fake life? Like, you're going you're gonna to maintain friends and family predicated on things that you like you're literally not going to talk about the things that you want to talk about in life because mm -hmm. your best friend or your mom or your uncle or your younger sister or your homies are going to think it's weird or inappropriate or like yeah. you don't want that you don't want those friendships anyway i mean that True. and i promise yeah. you don't underestimate friends and family they tend to step up mm. okay you know? it's an interesting thought right? people you it know is. It's, I like the way you reacted. And I've never really said that before myself. You know, this tea with Gary Vee thing might be good. Like, <laughs> we, we, we yeah. underestimate 
parents, friends, and family, um, I, I think they tend to step up more because a lot, because 80% of them actually love you and they want yeah. to love you for your true self. I think you need to put out the things you need to put out in the world. Cool. Okay. Is it, okay. Is it political? Is it sexual? Is it weird? Like what, is it not even that serious? No, like basically like, firstly, I've like never been myself my whole fucking life. Like that's just the facts of it because Andrew oh actually go ahead because no no because basically like essentially no one knows that I swear like a sailor like no one knows like my interest and shit like that just because it's like uh I I feel like probably because what's up because you have to be a good boy exactly exactly but like the the content that I want to make I wanted to be as honest as possible because I want to document like um essentially growing up like when you're way fucking behind like i'm 23 and like i'm in a spot where it's like i have to become like a real person and i feel like it's something a lot of people can relate to and i want to document that journey one just to have the content of it to practice for the future um and also in case anyone like needs any help they can 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 pull from that but the biggest thing is like it'll make me it'll force me to be accountable and actually do the shit. you know what i mean so that's kind of where where this is coming from you're gonna win cool this, I love everything I just heard. <laughs> you're yeah. not behind. You're, the fact that you're self-aware that you've never been yourself is a huge win. It's the first step. Most people can't see the first step. Uh, 80, uh, 64% of the people in your life are going to step up and love you so much for this. And the 36% that won't will get over it in six months. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate I'm it. And then you're going. I think this will be really good. Who are you most worried about? Your mom or who are you most my worried about? Family. Of course. My mom, yeah. 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 Dude, your mom, mom's your mom will love you. Like maybe your sailor mouth <laughs> for a little bit. Maybe it'll embarrass you <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Maybe it will tear down the ideology that you're this perfect little saint. But she's gonna love you cold, bro. Mm. True facts, man. Thank you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I needed that. She, so. She'll secretly be proud of you. <laughs> That's the truest shit. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Take care. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode of Tea with Gary V. I'm super excited to be doing this show. I like when the tea gets cold by the end. Ice tea life is good shit, too. I appreciate all of you. I'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, Eastern, I hope this brought value. My team will now be chopping up a ton of content. We'll put it you know, from, throughout the day. I love you. Dustin, thank you so much. Let's get quicker on the ones and twos tomorrow. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, I appreciate all of you. Have a great, 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 great day. I promise you, you will look back at this pandemic as long as you don't lose a loved one as a good thing. It is a reset. It is one step back, two steps forward. You will find better jobs. You will start better businesses. You'll learn how to 